It's an awesome privilege to be here with you this morning, and I'd just like to open with uh, Psalm 139, verse 13. For you did form my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will confess and praise your name, for you were fearful and wonderful. For the awful wonder of my birth, wonderful are your works, and that you, uh, and that my inner, inner self knows it right well. Is isn't that amazing? Father God, I just, I just pray for this meeting here this morning. I pray that you open every heart and every mind, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray that you prepare the soil for, uh, for upon which the seed is about to be sown, Lord. I pray that their minds and hearts and everybody here would, would open it, Lord, to you, Lord, and just say, Holy Spirit, speak to us. We invite you into this space in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Cool. It's awesome to be here with you. And the title of my message this morning is Fingerprints. Isn't that cool? So uh, when you spoke about the fingerprint that church was putting down, I was like, oh, yeah, totally. That's what I'm going to be speaking on this morning. And because C3 under Ellen and Eleanor's stewardship is leaving a fingerprint in the community, right? It's, uh, it's leaving a mark. Cool. Isn't that cool? And, uh, um, and it's also leaving a mark in India. And it's also leaving a mark in Africa because we are supporting Outward in Focus Ministries over there. And, and it's really cool because um, we have a direct impact in what's happening there, right? Every, every, every cent that I sow into church, I know that it's going to go somewhere, right? It's going to go work for the gospel at, at some place, you know, somewhere it's going to be utilized for the gospel. And that gets me excited because I'm part of that fingerprints being formed, right? Into those communities and into this one here and into the ones out at coast. We are forming a part of that and that makes me excited, right? So the definition of a fingerprint, and this is really cool. I don't know if you've ever read it up, but you're going to hear it this morning. It is an impression made by the papillary ridges on the ends of the fingers and the thumbs. Fingerprints um, afford an infallible means of personal identification. Because, the, uh, um, because of the unique ridge arrangements on every finger. And every human being is unique. It does not alter with growth or age. Fingerprints serves to reveal an individual's true identity despite their personal denial. That comes straight out of the dictionary, eh? Isn't that awesome? Assumed names or changes in personal appearances, it does not matter. Your fingerprint reveals who you are. Now, you can talk a good game, right? You can say, hey, I do this, I do that, I love this, and I'm all about that. But the fingerprint you leave behind will reveal who you really are. That's that statement that we say that actions speaks a lot louder than your words. You can tell me who you are. You can tell me what you're doing, but I want to see it in working, right? I want to see your actions. Your actions is the one that's going to tell the story. The fingerprint you leave behind in people's lives are going to tell me who you are. I'm not going to ask you who you are. I'm going to ask the people around you. I'm going to ask the ones that know you. I'm going to say, who's this guy? Who's this person? You know, And they'll tell me because your fingerprint will be left in their lives, whether it be good or whether it be bad. Isn't that cool? So look at your hands this morning. Look at them. There's no one in the world with this set of prints. No one out there. 
absolutely unique to you. The mark you leave is absolutely unique. The imprint that you make out of everybody in the world, past, present, and future, will be unique. That's pretty neat. There'll be no repeat of these fingerprints. There's never been someone with these fingerprints. If we could capture them all and save them all up from the beginning of the ages up until the end, there'll be no repeat. That's really cool, right? It's in your DNA, right? Our DNA is unique to each and every person. It cannot be copied, right? That is what it is. You are unique in your own right. Romans 8, verse 29. Just forgive me, just a second. And those whom he thus foreordained, he also called. And those whom he called, he justified. This is in Romans 8, verse 29 to 31, sorry. And those whom he justified, he glorified. So when God justified you, oh, sorry, when God foreordained you, he knew you. That's when those tiny little fingerprints formed in your mother's womb, when he knitted you together. He knew you. He foreordained you. And he, then he called you. And those whom he called, he justified. That's that process where you come to God, where you bring your heart into alignment with Christ, Right? Then he acquits you. He makes you righteous. He puts you in right standing with himself. And those whom he justified, he glorified. He raised them to heavenly dignity. What shall we say to all this? If God is for us, who can be against us? You see, there's something that you are called for. There's, uh, there's something that you need to do where you need to leave your prince. And only you can leave those prints because you, you, you leave a unique set. Can someone else do it? Absolutely. But they're going to leave their own print. There's something that you have to do. There's someone that needs to hear your story. The way you tell it. There's people that needs to hear the gospel the way you deliver it. Right? I have a way of doing things. I have a way, like uh, 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 Pastor Ruth says, I, I'm, I'm very passionate, right? So I, 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 I appeal to certain people, people that likes this passion and this zeal and this fire. If that's what you're on about, you're going to enjoy the way I speak and the way I convey myself, right? Because it just pours out of me. I can't help it. I can't stop it. It's part of the papillary ridges on my fingers. That is the print. That is the impression that I'm going to leave on you. When you go away, you're going to say, hey, man, Will is He's on fire. Yes, because that's the fingerprint that I leave. But there's something that you got to leave that's unique to you. You see, some people are not going to react to the way that I convey a message. They're going to sit there, oh, this guy's way too much. I've actually been told that before in the past. Hey, like, hey, you need to quiet down. Just quiet it down. But you're just a bit too much for me, you know? There's someone out there that's going to convey a message to that person in such a way and leave their print in their life that they're going to be sincerely touched. Isn't that great? It means that no matter where you are, how old you are, what stage of life you're in, it means that you can actively make a difference. 
and that you're called to do it as well. Isn't that cool? So we're foreordained, we're called, we're justified, and we're glorified. All right. So we, are you inspired this morning? So where do we start? Right. So church offers many ways to kickstart destinies, right? They say, come on, do connect groups, do lead prayer groups. There's many places that you can leave your fingerprints. You can join the band. You can, you can be an MC. You can get up and, and share the communion. Share what's on your heart this morning. So there's many ways to actively get involved in church and in part of the fingerprint that church leaves. But you can also leave your individual one in your individual life. You know, you were anointed right where you are, in your own right. You don't, you just need to do what the Holy Spirit lays on your heart. Leave your fingerprint in the mall today after church when you're doing shopping. Leave it there today on someone's heart. Bump into someone, speak to someone. Follow the unction of the Holy Spirit in the moment. I'm jumping ahead of myself. So here's some cool tips, right, to jumpstart your destiny. And this comes right out of Forbes magazine. <laughs> this is going to be great. You're going to hear this. Like uh, when, I read, uh, when I read this for the first time, right, because I, I, Holy, uh, when I was writing this message, I actually wrote it about a year ago. The Holy Spirit said, Google, Google, Google this. And I Googled it, right, right, how jumpstart your destiny. And this article from Forbes magazine came up and I was like, surely not, you know, like surely not. I clicked on it. And as the more I kept reading, I can like, I can feel excitement stirring in my stomach. I'm like, wow, a Christian wrote this, right? <laughs> Ignore the future. This is point number one, if you want to jot it down. Deal with the present. Do it today. Where are you going to leave your fingerprint today? What are you going to do today? We're all about the future. Five-year plan, 10-year plan. Hey, man, I'm working to this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But what are you doing today? That's cool, hey? Number two, shop around. Unless you try it, you will never know. You can't say, oh, man, you know, well, public speaking is not for me. Well, you've got to give it a try. You'll never know. You're just assuming. You don't know where the, where the anointing lies, right? It, it, it Maybe that's it's most likely the things we don't want to do that God, like, really wants us to do. And it's because we, 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 are, we have got that weakness, right? And it's like Paul speaks about his weakness. He says he boasts in his weakness because he knows that's where the Holy Spirit bears him up and makes him strong, right? And it's the same for me. I was always very intimidated. It still is very intimidated by public speaking, by going up on stage. Yes, look at your faces. But when I get into the zone, the Holy Spirit rests on me. And I function from that anointing. I function from that power. Sometimes there comes stuff out of my mouth. I'm like, ooh, I need to write that down. That's good. God is good in the moment. But unless you, you, unless you don't try it, you'll never know. You've got to give it a go. Say yes to odd opportunities. Number three. Stuff's going to pop up. Opportunities is going to present itself. If you're looking for opportunities, they're going to come your way. Say yes. Some things that sounds odd, it's, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, just say yes. Find a problem to solve, number four. If there's a problem or something that you're unhappy about, solve it. 
When people come, come, come and complain in church, that should be our answer. Well, you solve it, brother. You, you, you come with a problem, solve it. Find us a way. Solve it. Sort it out for us, right? It should be our default answer, actually, as leadership. Empowering people, right? That's what it's about. Come on. You, you want to complain about this? Fine. But then find a way to solve it. I, don't, I, 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 I didn't know about it until you brought it to my attention. You know? Number five, do not follow someone else's dream. We latch onto what other people's doing, right? And we just say, oh, I want to be that person. I want to be that guy. No. You've got your own unique fingerprints to leave. Don't be someone else. Don't follow someone else's dream. Number six, seek out the correct people. This is probably one of the most important things that you can do in your life. You have to be challenged by those that are around you. By the people that, 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 that you surround yourself, they have to challenge you. They, ha- they have to pick you up. They have to challenge you into a position of growth. They have to challenge your thinking. It's more satisfying to dig a ditch with friends than design a skyscraper with a team of sociopaths. In church, we tolerate people, but we do not support them. What are we trying to achieve? Surround yourself with those that's going to encourage you, that's going to challenge the way you think. Don't go to the friend that's always happy about you moaning about life, because you shouldn't be there complaining in the first place. Go to the person that's going to tell you, hey, hang on a minute, let's not get involved into all this complaining business. Let's pray. Let's seek an active solution. It's about who you surround yourself with. That's going to either challenge you into your destiny or it's going to throw you back. It's going to hold you back. It's going to anchor you down. You need to surround yourself with people that's going to draw that out of you. I love my wife. She always draws me out, right? Because she's a social butterfly. She always says, come on, let's go to this. Let's go to that. I'm like, no, I don't want to go. I want to stay at home. And she's like, come on, Will, you're going to love it. Yeah, no, I'm not so sure about that. And then she's like, once I'm there, I do love it. But she's drawing it out of me. She's actively drawing me into the right places, right? And that's amazing. And sometimes when she's down, I draw her out of those places, Who are you going to surround yourself with? And that's not just your partner, your friends. Who do you spend time with? What's the conversations like? Number seven, give yourself permission to change your mind. Sometimes we're hard set on something and has been now for years. But it's not working out. How about change of mind? Number eight, This is right out there. I didn't change any of this. Ask the elderly for advice. Get a mentor. Our elders has been around the block. Hey, man, we've got some wisdom in the room today. People that's been around the block, people that's lived life, that's left their fingerprints in places in the right ways and in the wrong ways. Let's talk to them. Let's honor them. Number nine, there's no need to be the best. Don't go overboard. You can touch lives in your immediate environment without going way overboard. 
You don't need to spend thousands. If you need it, God will fund it. So I'm not asking people to do, make radical changes in their lives and spend thousands of dollars. This is not what it's about. It's about making the small changes. It's about a change in your thinking is going to automatically push you into the right direction. It's about how you think. If you're not looking for opportunities, they're not going to come your way because you won't see them. But if you're out there looking for them, seeing where can I leave my mark today? Where can I leave my fingerprint? Where can I, with the Holy Spirit, leave an impression today? It's going to come your way. But if you're not thinking about it, not actively in thought, engaged in it, it's not going to happen. So that's the nine points from Forbes. And I've got a couple of questions here. How is it that you want to be remembered? How will you leave your fingerprint in this world? What would they say about you? How will your kids remember you? How will family remember you and friends? What's the legacy that you will leave? You cannot build a reputation on what you are going to do. Only on what you've done. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Isn't that cool? And that's so the truth. So if you're always doing it, you're not going to get the same thing. If you don't change something, it's, all, it's never going to change. You've got to change something in order for things to change. If you're hungry for change, if you're tired of the mundane, you've got to change something. It's not going to happen by itself. You've got to say, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to change this today. You've got to have that convo in the mirror. Do you have those? I have those conversations in the mirror. Psych myself up. Say, no, Will, we're not going to think about this today. We're going to go head on out there today. We're going to make a difference. We're going to make a change. Who's going to do it if you don't? I want to share a story um, about my wife when she, was, when she was in high school. There was a boy behind her by the name of Kevin in their tourism class. And uh, um, he, 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 was, he was quite off the rails at that point in his life and doing his own thing. And uh, he was also annoying her, if I can imagine, at that, at that stage. Like he was being a, a heavy annoyance and... Uh, um, Nicole was radically, radic- radical for God at that stage, and she just felt this unction in her spirit, you know, to turn, turn around and, and one day and challenge him and say, hey, Kevin, what are you busy with with your life? What are you doing? What are you up to? In the sense of, hey, where are you going for God? And that's all. That was the exchange. And she never looked back, never thought of it. But years later, years later, he reached out to her. And he recalled that conversation that day on Facebook Messenger. He says, hey, Nicole, I just want to say, 
You remember that day in our tourism class where you asked me, what am I up to? What's the direction of my life? What am I doing with my life for God? That conversation shook me that day. It never left me. And I just want to say, if it wasn't for that conversation, it wouldn't have pushed me to where I am, to where, to where I've gone and the road that I've walked now. And today I'm pastoring a church 10,000 strong. And I truly believe that day, that conversation that you had with me was the one that moved me into the right direction. You could be that person today when you bump into someone, when you speak to someone, a family member maybe, maybe a friend or maybe a random person at the mall today. You could be that person that serves as that inspirational moment that switches per per person from one path right onto another. And they go out and they change countless of lives. They become the better version of themselves with God and you left your mark there. And everything that they're doing, it's credited to your account in the spirit because you were obedient in the moment. Obedience in the moment is probably one of the most important things. Do it in the moment. Listen in the moment. Don't let the moment go by. When you feel your heart pounding and you feel your heart in your throat, right? And you know you've got to do something. You've got to do it. Don't let that moment go by. That's the unction of the Holy Spirit. That's when you get the shivers, sometimes you get the shivers. You're like, oh, I've got to do this. I know I've got to do this. Do it. Don't let the moment go by. Amen. I hope this has been an inspiration to you this morning. Amen. And I hope that, uh, um, that you take this, right, and feed on it this week. Pray on it. With, pray with the Holy Spirit. Sit with him. Say, Lord, help me. How do I change my thinking? How do I revitalize the way I do things? What is it that I can change? What is it that I can do different? Jot down those, those points and start doing some of those. How can I change my perspective? Amen. Cool. Father God, I pray, Lord, that this, that this word just sinks into everybody's heart this morning, Father God. I pray, Lord, that, you, that, you, that you've spoken to them, that you've ministered to their hearts, Lord, that, you, that you've shaken them up this morning, Lord, in Jesus' name, and showed them that there can be change. No matter what, no matter what rut you're stuck in, no matter what you're up to, there can be change. Father God, I pray for vision, and I pray for destiny in each and every person here, heart and mind, Lord, and spirit in Jesus' name. I pray that they come to the forefront, Lord, of their minds now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And that they'll stretch their hearts out towards you and towards the vision and towards making a change, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for your joy, Lord, that rests on our hearts and in our spirits this morning. And that we can share it with our community in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.